been in a vision and core value series here at Moncton Wesleyan for the past seven weeks. Last week I preached not quite from Israel, almost. I was in Israel, but still preached here. And I'll recap the series a little later in this message and uh, give you the, the sixth and final core value. But uh, the right thing to do this morning is to change gears and go in a different, different direction. And so uh, someday I'll preach core value number six, but today is not that day. And uh, so we'll do something different. Um, I think it was Friday night a week ago, a week from last Friday night, when we were in Jericho. And we had visited the, the Mount of Temptation that day where Jesus was tempted by, by Satan. And we saw the original walls of Jericho, the oldest city in the world, the walls that Joshua marched around uh, seven times, and then they fell to the ground. We floated in the Dead Sea that day. And uh, there might be some pictures on Facebook of us covered and packed in Dead Sea mud. You don't want to look at those pictures. They're not, they're not pretty. Uh, but there might be some of those out there. And then after supper, after dinner that night, uh, we, we had a little team meeting uh, there at our, our hotel in Jericho. And we shared stories of what God was doing in our lives and what we were uh, learning and experiencing as we, as we saw these sights. And we prayed together. And then I read this psalm to the group. And the psalm is our, our text this morning. It's the 23rd psalm. King David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. There is a word for sheep without a shepherd, for sheep who don't have a shepherd. And the word is lunch. We're all sheep and we need a shepherd. You need a shepherd. We need guidance. We need protection. We need God to to lead us into those places where we, we can be fed, where we can drink, where we can have All that we need. The promise of this verse is that if we don't wander away from the fold. And if we continue to to trust Jesus as our shepherd. We will have all that we need. It it doesn't mean that life's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that life is going to be easy or problem free. But it does mean that we will have the presence of God in our lives at all times. If you know even even a little bit about King David, you know that he faced his own giants. We faced one the last few days. David faced his giants. David was chased by a madman who was out to kill him. And David's life had terrific highs of of military success and devastating lows of adultery and, and murder. David wasn't all that different from us. He knew 
that when the world goes dark and life doesn't make sense, there's, there's something inside all of us that instinctively wants to run back to the shepherd. We want to be a part of a, of a flock and we want to be someplace safe. It's times like this past week that remind us that we're all sheep. There are things that, that, that can happen in life that, that overwhelm us and things that remind us that, that when life seems out of my hands, I need to remember that I'm in God's hands. You'll never answer all the why questions. We had a lot of why questions last week. And you'll never answer all the why questions. We'll never make sense of this world and its, and its evil and its selfishness and, and tragedy. We'll never know all the whys. But that doesn't mean that there are questions that we can answer. There are questions we can answer. Who sees my pain? Who understands my fear? Who can give me peace in the middle of my storm? Who can speak to the wind and the waves and tell them to be still? Who has experienced unexplainable anguish, punishment, tragedy, taking on the very weight of the world? Who hears my prayer right now? The Lord. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. There were times on our, on our Israel trip when we'd be driving through the mountains and, and the desert, and it was barren. I mean, it's just, it was just brutally rugged. And there would be these Bedouin shepherds with their flocks of sheep literally in what looked like the middle of nowhere. Now, I don't know a lot about sheep, but I, knew, I do know that they don't eat rocks. And they can't, they can't rest on rocks that have been cooking in 40-plus heat uh, all day. By the way, we're going to go again in a couple of years, but we're not going to go in June. We'll go in late February or March. It was 44 degrees in Galilee. And they said, oh, good news. Tomorrow in Jericho, it's only going to be 38. So we won't go in June. We'll go when it's much cooler. And just when you thought that that area, that region was completely, totally barren, like how do these people live? How do these sheep make it? Like this, this just doesn't add up. You'd come around the next bend and there would be, literally, there would be a stream in the valley, maybe an oasis with some trees, some grass, some shade, and a Starbucks. <laughs> I might have imagined the Starbucks. There is, there is a ton of hope. In verse 2 of, of Psalm 23, and we need every ounce of it. I hope you get every ounce of hope out of this verse this morning. Because where you are and how you are feeling is not the end. God sees the situation. God knows exactly what you need. God has a plan for your life. So don't give up. Don't die in the desert. Don't lose hope today. God is going to lead you into a place where you will have all that you need and your soul will find rest. He will lead you where he can feed you. He will lead you where he needs you. Uh, Psalm 121, we, we sang it a few minutes ago. I didn't know Pastor Jay had this in the order of service, and he didn't know that I had it in my message, but here it is. Psalm 121, verse 1, look up. Look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. 
The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, even if it's 44 degrees, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forevermore. God wants to give you rest. God is going to give you rest. This is a season, not a sentence. Don't let fear or worry or anxiety or stress convince you that you are stuck in the desert. As long as Jesus is your shepherd, you have something to look forward to. He will never leave us or abandon us. Stay in a place where you can hear his voice and he will eventually bring you back to a place of peace and rest. That's good news. That's good news. He renews my strength. And he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. When we live in God's rest, God's peace, his strength, when we follow his guidance, we bring honor to his name. But the opposite of those things, like anxiousness and and fear and worry and weakness and, and lack of faith and wandering off on our own. Those things diminish the glory of God in our lives. They turn down the, the wattage of God's brilliance in our lives. We are meant to push back the darkness. We're meant to have the light of Jesus burning brightly inside of us. Like a city on a hill, we're supposed to live in such a way that the glory of God just cannot be hidden. And whatever this world throws at us, whatever hideous crimes or unexplainable tragedies we face, we will stand in the power of the living God who redeems and restores and resurrects any brokenness. And we will declare the glory of our God. We will. Verse 4, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not, and just underline, will not, will not, underline, highlight, highlight, bold, bold, bold. I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me, and your rod and your staff comfort me. David says when, not if, not why. David says when, even when I walk through the darkest valley. There will always be valleys. You are either in a valley, or you're coming out of a valley, or you're headed for a valley. Isn't that great news? Isn't that encouraging? But isn't that life? You've learned that to be true. I'm either in one, coming out of one, or headed for one. I'm not sure who to give credit for for this next thought, but I like it. If you feel like you're going through hell, keep going. That's not a good place to stop. (laughs) Right? Just, Just keep going. Don't stop. The King James Version calls it the the valley of the shadow of death. And a shadow reminds us that there is a light somewhere. You can't have a shadow without a light. And many people choose to just focus on the shadows. All they see are the shadows. They're not looking for the light. We were amazed. Our team kept saying in Israel, we were were just amazed at how many... How many people who, they they live so close to the very places where Jesus lived and walked, and yet they don't believe. The same was true in Jesus' day when he was standing right in front of them. Even when there were unexplainable miracles happening all around them, they still chose not to believe. People everywhere choose shadows over light. Keep walking. Keep your eyes on the light. 
Don't give up. Don't be afraid. The second part of that verse says, Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. We used to have a rod on our staff. But he's a wingnut. That's, and that's an inside joke. And you really, you really shouldn't, you know, someone else, someone's brand new here this morning. They're thinking, what, what's everybody laughing about? Uh, it's Rod Wasson. He used to work here at the church. And he plays the character Wingnut in Christmas productions around here. So that's it. The rod was a small, heavy club thrown at wild animals preying on sheep. And shepherds were extremely accurate, deadly accurate with these things like they were with their slingshots. This was their, their craft. If you cannot handle the rod, if you cannot defend the sheep, there's a word for that. It's called unemployed and hungry, right? You have to be good at this. And David, remember David is the boy who took down Goliath uh, with, with one stone in a slingshot. David knows that a, a flock takes comfort in following a shepherd who can handle any enemy. And we have a shepherd, capital S, who takes our hand and he leads us through the valley, through the darkness. He has already beaten the enemy. We can overcome any fear when we know that Jesus is close beside us, defending us, watching over us. Amen. And my prayer is that the God of all peace, the God of all comfort, would pour his Holy Spirit out on our city in these days and protect us and and, and show his love to this city in such a way that many would turn to him and, and, and allow Jesus to be their shepherd, to guide their lives. That's my prayer. Verse 5. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. And my cup overflows with blessings. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. This is how I feel when I'm surrounded by Habs fans. Outnumbered. The image here is of Jesus walking into any situation. Especially when you feel outnumbered. And overwhelmed. And and he walks right into those situations. And he blesses you. And and he serves you. And he gives you more than you could ever possibly imagine. So this verse 5. This is a resilient faith. A faith that knows that God plus me equals a majority. These are more than just words or happy thoughts. These are eternal promises from a God who never fails. This is, this is the stuff right here that needs to take root deep inside your, your heart, deep inside your, your spirit, so that when you, when you start to feel outnumbered and under-equipped, you will turn to God and you will claim His Word to be true in your life. That He can walk right into the middle of any situation. He can walk right in and say, let's eat. Let's eat. Let's sit together. I have a feast for you. You're not going to go hungry. I'm going to show your enemies how much I love you. And that no no matter how desperate the situation appears, that anything is possible for those who trust in me. And it's a beautiful image of of God just walking right in when you feel surrounded and outnumbered. And God just walks right in. So, hey, here, here's a feast. Let's, Let's sit down and let's eat. This is a great image. Surely your goodness... An unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, 
and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. How many, uh, how many couples do we have here this morning? Couples? Anybody willing to admit it? You get a couple? Do you remember what it was like to be pursued? Or to be the pursuer? Hopefully you're still pursuing each other. Did you know you can do that forever? What you did to get them is what you do to keep them. Yes? Keep pursuing. God loves us. He really does. He's crazy about you. Don't let the darkness of this past week fool you. He is still a God of love. We are his bride. And he pursues us all the days of our lives. Why, why, would, God, why would God pursue a wretch like me? Because he loved me so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to come into this messed up world. He allowed his son to be mocked, beaten, humiliated, and crucified for us. And then three days later, you heard us applauding during that one song. Three days later, he arose. He arose. God breathed life back into Jesus' body. He brought Jesus back from the dead to show us that he can resurrect your life. He can resurrect anything that seems hopeless. God's presence is here this morning. He pursues us. He wants to be our shepherd. He wants to lead us into peaceful valleys. Let's pray together. Lord, even though we don't understand, we don't understand this past week and why these events had to happen. We can still say this morning that we know who you are and we know that you're here. And I believe, God, that you are speaking a word of hope, a word of peace to, to us here this morning. And God, I believe also that you're, you're drawing people closer to you. And I believe, God, right now in this moment, you're, you're drawing some here today to choose to believe in you, to choose to, to follow you this morning. And so, God, I, I just thank you for, for who you are, the great shepherd, the one who leads us, guides us into peaceful streams where you can give us rest. I thank you for that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the ways that we can feast in the presence of our enemies this morning is by people choosing to follow Jesus on a Sunday like today. That's one of the ways that we can, that, that, that this can be redeemed. It's one of the ways that, that, that good can come from this. It's by people deciding that today's the day that I need to, to, to follow Jesus Christ. Today's the day that I need to stand and say, I'm not just a, a, someone who's, who's listening about Jesus or you know, coming closer to Jesus. I'm someone today who is a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And I'm prepared to, to invite him into my life. And I'm saying today that, Jesus, I will follow you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. And I think this is one of those Sundays where, where we, need, we need to be bold. And there's nothing wrong with being bold for Jesus at all. Where we need to take a, a stand today. If today is the day that you're believing for the first time that Jesus Christ is God's son sent to this earth and died on a cross for your sin. 
And today is a day that you're saying, I need to, 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 to make that decision and to stand to my feet and to follow him and to serve him and to, and to say that, yes, I am a believer of Jesus Christ and to invite him to come into your life. Then I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet this morning. And as you stand to your feet, the congregation will, will applaud. They'll cheer. They'll applaud. Because that's a changed life for eternity. And the Bible tells us that heaven is, is, is rejoicing. Heaven throws a party when someone makes that decision to follow Jesus with their lives. And so there's the invitation this morning. And if you're sitting here and you're thinking, wow, today is the day when I need to stand to my feet and say I'm a believer in Jesus. I want to invite him into my life. I'm choosing to follow him and serve him. And would you just stand to your feet right now? We'd like to, we'd like to celebrate that decision with you. Is there anyone here this morning? Go ahead and stand to your feet. Every week we hear of people who say, uh, you know, I'm coming. Uh, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little closer all the time. And, uh, and so we give invitations like this because we know that, that people are, are they're, they're, really, they're really close to making that decision for Christ. And I know it takes uh, an amount of, of, of strength and boldness to be able to just stand up to your feet and say, okay, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm going to be a follower of Christ. So I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to drag this out. I'm trying to make it, I'm just trying to help uh, maybe that one person who's like, yep, today's the day when I need to, Take a stand and, and uh, follow him. Okay, let's pray again together. Lord, I thank you for the ways that you, you draw uh, people closer. I thank you for the ways that your grace works in people's lives. And how uh, every week there are people who are coming closer to following you, serving you, and believing in you and uh, giving you their lives, trusting you as their Savior. And so, Lord, we, we, we're so thrilled that those people are here. We, we want people like that. We would love to fill this place weekly with people like that. And so this is not a time of pressure, Lord. This is just a time of, of just, just wanting to ask you to continue to, to, uh, to show them who you are, to help them to see the truth. And we're just asking that you continue to, to draw people closer to you. We pray and ask these things together in Jesus' name. Amen.